Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about interesting ideas, promote freedom, and push back against authoritarianism. I'm your host, Brian. Welcome back, everyone. Well, Mother Nature gave Mother's Day the gift of beautiful weather over here in southern Ontario. It was a perfect weekend and a nice time to catch up with family members. And that's the good news. The bad news is the Leafs lost. Too bad they didn't show up to play. And my backup team of the Oilers also just got eliminated. So I guess I'm rooting for Vegas and Dallas now. That'll be pretty cool. All right, what's up for this episode? Today, I'm going to have a look at a few different clips that showcase the tactics of bad politics. You can also apply this to any sort of debate or argument as well. And I guess the point is, is that I really wanted to be able to expect more from our politicians. And I hope by saying that I didn't just make you spill your tea or your coffee. I know it's a big ask, but can they not just be better? Anyways, the videos that I'm talking about that I'm using in this podcast episode are all linked at memoryholeshow.com. And just so you know, I've noticed that some of the videos on my website are getting memory hold now. So that's a bit of a downer. But what that really means is you need to head on over to memoryholeshow.com to check out the videos before they get memory hold so you can actually see what I'm talking about. But seriously, help get this show out of the algorithm purgatory by helping me promote it. You can do that by giving me a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app or just sharing the show notes in your social media account. Any of those things will help. Or you can even just hit me up and have a chat like them here on Twitter. My handle is at memoryholeshow.com. Okay, enough of the promo stuff. I know you've got my back. And now, on to the show. Surprise! You're a Nazi! You've heard it so many times. It's a tired and derogatory label that's given to anyone that disagrees with the left. It's used in a similar way as you're a racist used to be used before it was completely overused to the point of having no meaning left. One of the tactics used in debate is called ad hominem and that's where the person is attacked instead of the argument. This is used because the debater has no arguments left, they've lost. So they resort to name calling and attacking the person. This usually results in the accused becoming defensive, trying to disprove the ad hominem attack rather than arguing their point. And you see this all the time in modern days. Take Christine Anderson, for example. She's a German politician that is a member of the European Parliament. And she's not a fan of Justin Trudeau or his policies. She recently gave a speech in which she called out Trudeau. Have a listen. That it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a prime minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. So obviously that's a scathing thing to say. And if it was false, it would be easily disproven. Instead, she's called far right or a Nazi in order to discredit what she says. Now, obviously that doesn't discredit what she says, but the tactic 
works. I've even shown that speech to people I know and they simply brush it off as false because they believe she's far right. Now that is a mind hack. But what is far right or a Nazi? Well, these days it's anyone that disagrees with the narrative of the left. I spoke in a previous episode about the dangers of these very subjective definitions. For example, hate. When hate crime laws are written, the meaning of the word hate itself is subjective. Everyone thinks it means something different. And so the government can then have far-reaching powers through the use of the subjective meaning of the word hate. And this is very dangerous. Here's another example of this name-calling. In the Canadian Parliament, a Jewish member of the Conservative Party, Melissa Lansman, quotes Trudeau from 2015 and then contrasts it with Trudeau's speech in 2021 at the height of the COVID disaster. Listen to this. Mystic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So she brings up valid points. They're easy to argue against. She's either right or she's wrong. Or even maybe, maybe Trudeau is misunderstood at which point clarification would do. And what do you think Trudeau says to this? How does he reply? Have a listen for yourself. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. Now, I don't know if Trudeau was giving a masterclass on how to be a douchebag, but keep in mind, Melissa Lanceman is a Jewish woman. It's still wrong to say either way, but this is far worse. And it doesn't address the actual points she made. Ad hominem. Okay, one last example. And this one made the hair on my arms stand. This last clip is from an exchange between a Liberal Member of Parliament, Jennifer O'Connell, and Leslin Lewis, a Conservative Member of Parliament. Jennifer accuses Leslin of meeting up with known Nazis, which is, in this case, Christine Anderson that I spoke about in the first example. Have a listen for yourself. Mr. Speaker, thank you for the opportunity to ask this honourable member a question. I'm just curious if she thinks there should be consequences or, uh, or retromand for members of this House who meet with known Nazis who spread uh, misinformation, disinformation, glorify the Holocaust, who speak against uh, uh, anti-Muslim rhetoric. So basically, Jennifer has repeated the Nazi trope again. Good tyrants know that repeating lies over and over will make them believed. But essentially, Jennifer is calling Leslin a racist. Oh, and did I mention for those of you that don't know, Leslin is a black woman. Listen to Leslin's response. This Prime Minister has met with far worse individuals than I have ever met with. And I can tell you one thing, that a Member of Parliament, as a Member of Parliament, it is my duty to have me... Did you see what they did there? They turned off her mic. Can you imagine? They silenced her in Parliament. These are the games our governments play. They have no regard for the voter. They have no regard for the truth. It's disgusting. 
But then Leslin goes full beast mode and I love it. Listen to her go. The prime minister has put on blackface so many times. He has degraded black people. He literally put a banana in his pants and you have the audacity, you have the audacity to stand and look at me as a black woman and ask about my meeting with another member of the European Parliament. That is within my job description. I do not have to, I do not have to approve of everything that another member believes in in order to have the decency to have meetings with with other individuals. Your prime minister, this prime minister, denigrated black men by putting a banana in his pants. Shame on every member over there that does not chastise them. If this were any other country, he would not be leading and he would not have the moral authority to lead. He would not have that moral authority. It's really unfortunate, but the last three years, not only shattered any trust I had left in the healthcare system, in big pharma, and most of all in the government, but worst of all, it has shattered my faith in the ability of regular people to see tyranny when it stares them in the face. Nobody wants to think that they would be on the wrong side of history. And you've probably seen the meme online that if World War II were to happen today, almost all of the citizenry would be supporting the Third Reich. Nobody wants to believe that, but Think about how much everyone cowed to every demand the government imposed. That unquestioning conformity is the only thing that allows tyranny to flourish. Tyranny is the fault of everyone that didn't stand up for freedom but instead kept silent. Learn the lesson because the opportunities to do so are disappearing quickly with each person that memory holds themselves. You can see from these videos that the politicians are concerned about winning rather than the truth. The truth and winning are very different goals. Winning will very often and almost always sacrifice the truth and that's a trade that most politicians are willing to make. As I said at the beginning, check out the videos I've linked on memoryholeshow.com for the show notes for this episode before they get memory hold. It's really something else to watch, but this is where our governments are at. As usual, share the show, do all the right things to help me get this show growing and, you know, out to more people. I'm grateful for all the help you've given me in growing the show over the last year and a half. That's it for this week. Until next week, speak up or you'll get memory hold.
All content from the MemoryHoleShow.com and the Memory Hole Show podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and presented solely as opinion.